Welcome to Inspired by Success, the podcast where I deep dive into the mindset of successful entrepreneurs, CEOs, and thought leaders. Get ready to be inspired and gain valuable insights to unlock your true potential. Hi, guys. Welcome to Inspired by Success podcast. I'm your host, Linda Vo, and today I have a special guest named Rigid Voice, who is the co-founder of the app CryptoSpend. Richard and his partner launched the app in 2018. They're based in Sydney and it has over 17,000 users. It's expanding rapidly and it has its sights on expanding into the New Zealand and the, the Asian market. So I am personally a user and a big fan of this app myself. And the reason why I love it is not only can you buy, buy and sell crypto, but you actually get rewarded for using it. So I purchase, I use the card on my everyday items like shopping and groceries and already I've already got $115 just in Ripple just by using it. So huge fan. I've also got $10 just from sharing it out with some, $10 in Bitcoin. So you get rewarded in Bitcoin as well just for sharing and referring it to your friends. And I love the app. So welcome to the show, Richard Voice. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Linda. It's a pleasure to be here. No worries. Tell me about your journey and how you like came to co-found this crypto spent app. Well, it's really quite funny, actually. I met my co-founder at UTS back in 2018. Surprisingly, we we met in, you know, just one of those random classes that you have, one of those compulsory classes. And my co-founder, Andrew, initially had this idea of, of utilizing Bitcoin and giving it real world utility. And that's where the initial idea of a crypto card came in. And both of us having a, an entrepreneurial mindset thought, let's really give this a crack. Let's let's figure out how we can do this. And we see a, a gap in the market and a, and a need for a solution like this. And, and that's kind of how the journey started. Amazing. And you guys are pretty young too, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I am 26 now, but we started this when we were about 21. So it's been a bit battle tested over the years, but here we are. That's great. And you guys, do you guys invest in crypto yourselves? Is like a why, why the crypto world? Yeah, absolutely. So Andrew was investing in Bitcoin since 2017. I myself since 2018. So we've seen the, the ride in the market up and down and, and a little bit in between. So it's been, been a hell of a ride so far. That sounds exciting though. So, and I noticed that you guys wanted to expand into the New Zealand market. Has it been an easy task trying to raise capital? I know you've already raised $2 million already in 2021, and now you're seeking to raise more. Mm-hmm. What's that been like, that process? Yeah, I mean, I think the state of the capital market really depends on the market globally, as well as the state of the market here in Australia. To date, from 2018 to now, we've raised just over $2.5 million, and with that, we've been able to grow to over 23,000 customers now, launching things like our rewards program, as you mentioned before, with referral programs, and really just getting the whole set up with strong partners like Visa and all the rest on the other side. So we are capital raising now to fuel the expansion because we are fintech and we want to grow and we want to see accelerated growth while we work with not only our customers, but third parties as well. So yeah, look, New Zealand's always been on the roadmap for us. And we really want to make it clear that we are doing our best to bring this product to New Zealand customers, as well as take a form of crypto product across the rest of APAC. That's encouraging. Are you trying to get capital from outside of Australia as well, or just within Australia? Yeah, look, we're open to outside of Australia. We Because we are looking at taking this company cross-border now, it seems like the right time and the appropriate time to open up these capital raises to investors that are cross-border. But yeah, look, we're, we're very open to, to seeing who wants to be involved with the journey with us and our current cap table. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, um, thank you. What kind of challenges do you face though? Do you face a lot of challenges with regulations? Recently, you heard about the news in Binance, what's happening there. And do we have that same kind of scrutiny here in Australia? 
I think in terms of hurdles, every startup has has its own hurdles, uh, particularly in the crypto space. We got in kind of early in 2018 in regards to the product offerings of our company. For example, the crypto card only released in September 2021. In terms of the way regulation is moving, it's good to see these government bodies wanting to work with crypto companies like ourselves and, and others in the space to really try and refine the regulation to a point of which it's working for consumers as well as the regulatory bodies. And that's something that's really good to see. Good. So what are your thoughts on the recent Binance news? Because if people aren't aware, the SEC is trying to sue the Binance CEO. So what are your thoughts on that? And what impact do you think it will have on the market? Look, I have a very neutral standpoint on that. We are seeing government bodies try and, and protect consumers, which is obviously very good to see. But also we do see the companies that are working with with these regulators. And as far as we've seen so far, Binance has been very compliant. That's good. How do you address security and privacy issues and with the crypto transaction? How do you address all those privacy concerns? I can speak for CryptoSpin personally on that. We take privacy very, very seriously on our platform as well as all of our compliance and AML obligations. So I think to a point, you want to create a crypto product that is safe for consumers, but also not take away from what the beauty of crypto is and the utility of crypto. So there are many different ways of going about how you create a platform like the one that we have while still protecting consumers, but putting enough privacy in place so consumers feel comfortable and safe to use crypto to the extent that it needs to be. Yeah, I definitely agree with you for me. I don't have any issues with it. So yeah, hopefully it can keep improving. But yeah, so how do you keep up with the latest trends and advancements and regulations in the crypto world? Do you have any resources or or communities that you find super helpful? Yeah, definitely. Of course, there, there are many communities across the likes of Facebook and Discord and, and, and all the rest. The crypto community tends to, across the board, be a really lovely community. I can speak on a business level, like other com- crypto companies are all fantastic. We, we all like to work together and, and help each other out, which is something that coming into this space, I thought really wasn't going to be the case. But it's really good to see across the board that everyone's happy and friendly and wants to really drive this innovation forward in the right way. So yeah, I think just across the board, keeping up to date with news, reading all the news articles, finding out all the facts, and of course, going into your internal network can always be a really good way to source information. Yes, that's right. I keep up to date by watching a lot of YouTube and sticking to the YouTube, like the the channels and the people I subscribe to on the crypto community. You mentioned like the competitors, like what sets you guys apart from your competitors? I think one of the biggest differentiating factors is is a real core focus on the fact that we are a payments platform equally as much as a crypto platform. We have a very heavy focus on utilizing our crypto card, and that has proven to be a really good product for our customers, particularly with the XRP rewards that you mentioned earlier. And this is a, a limited reward pool. And in the interim, we are looking at alternatives to offer customers in the future. And I really think that does set us apart as well as our customer support lines and also the ease of use of the app. Andrew and I have had a very key focus around making the app simple, easy to use, as well as something that can be for a crypto novice or a crypto expert. And as we do build out the platform, we want to make this a one-stop shop for crypto. Nice. Have you faced any challenges? Obviously you would have, but tell me some of the challenges you've faced when you've launched this app. Look, I think facing challenges is just one of the biggest things, right? It's it's getting over hurdles, but the way you get through it is is just loving what you do and having my co-founder beside me and, and the team that we have behind us now is really what drives us through these challenges. The challenges start everywhere from 
the fact that we couldn't get a crypto card on the market until 2021. And before that, while we were working on this and building out our network, we had to pivot and find different ways of actually engaging with consumers with a product. So our first product, which was a crypto wallet linked to the new payments platform here in Australia, where users could cash out instantly. And that's what we started with initially before we started introducing things like a buy feature and then the card and, and all the rest. So I definitely say timing of things has been a very big challenge, but as well as that, it's more so the same problems that any consumer facing business would have, or which is growing your clientele, your business base, listening to customers, trying to improve based on customer feedback, really finding the issues of, okay, what should we be dedicating our time to is a really big one. And particularly with certain features that are requested by customers, okay, what's feasible? What's not? What can we do? Is there an alternative that we can do to offer our customers? And I really think that goes to contribute to the growth and, and the consistent use of the app. Okay, cool. And like, how do you grow your customer base? Like what channels are you promoting to grow your acquisitions and customers? And what channels are you finding working for you? I look, generally across the board through all social medias that would allow advertising of such a product. We're going yeah, through all avenues. Yeah, one, wouldn't it? Because, sorry, because, yeah, social media, that would be a bit tricky, wouldn't it? Look, there are some social media platforms that are still figuring out the, the nuts and bolts of uh, criterias around certain products and crypto products that they want to advertise, which is perfectly okay. We understand that. And we're looking to work with them as well in terms of getting our product out there in the right way that's comfortable for their standard and practices. So yeah, I mean, just things like across that, across things like advertising on buses and, and stuff to really grow the brand has been really effective for us. So outdoor media, yep. outdoor media, traditional and social, and that's worked, Correct. yeah? And word of mouth, obviously. Yeah, word of mouth and referral is, is really fantastic. As you mentioned before, we have a $10 each side of Bitcoin in, in referral, which is really good to see because we're seeing people really jump on board with this card and, and make it their everyday spending card. In terms of user base, what percentage have you seen grow monthly? Um, I think in, in the back end of last year, we doubled our user base which was really good to see. We did have a much bigger marketing push going on then. So all credit to our marketing team there as well in terms of all the strategies that they came up with and incentives that we had to, to acquire users. But I think going into this year as, as we grow, we're, we are focusing more on the users we do have and, and referral programs and stuff like that. Are you looking at new channels as well to promote the crypto Yeah, yeah we're, we're always looking at new channels. I think it would be the wrong idea to, to assume, okay, we've got the channels we've got and we should just run with them. I think whatever channels come up or any avenues that we can explore, we'll always open opportunities. That's great. So I know that building a startup is really, really tough, no doubt, but how do you stay positive and motivated, especially when you face setbacks or uncertainties, especially in the crypto world? That's a really good question. I think having a support network behind you is incredibly important. Particularly when you are running a startup, having loved ones and family support you helps a lot. But also being able to acknowledge that there are going to be setbacks and when setbacks do happen to, to be able to talk to people about them. That's why the value behind having my co-founder has been really great value for, for ourselves, I can say. But also knowing other startup founders and, and being able to, to talk and relate and discuss these different hurdles that might come across in, in a startup. I think a lot of the outside world sees all the peachy stuff, but they, they don't see the late nights and the hard days and, and all the rest. That's what we sign up for. It's, it's what we love to do. Did you guys bootstrap at the beginning, like yourselves, invest in your own money? Or... Yeah, look, at the, at the very beginning, it was Andrew and I doing full-time uni and working on the side while working on, on crypto spend, which was back in, back in those days, which was fun. 
but yeah, the, the initial start of the company was us pumping our side jobs into, into the business, as well as being very resourceful, right? You've got to use the resources around you and you find all sorts of creative ways in order to you know, slowly build up an app. And a lot of third parties and platforms offer really good credit programs and incentives in order for you to actually get it off the ground. Now it's all about pitching to investors to get to the next round, right? Oh, it's good fun. Good fun. <laughs> I can imagine. So like, as you mentioned, long hours, working hard when you were working and part-time and doing uni, how did you manage your time and keep things organized, especially and grow it to the way it is? Like, did you complete your uni course or wait yep. till you finished? What happened? Well, yeah, I've completed my, my degree now, which is a very good thing. Right. And, and obviously quitting my day job to, to come and work on this full-time a couple of years ago was a, was a big achievement. I think time management is is massively important, but it's also taking time for yourself. Burnout is a real issue for entrepreneurs. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that that is something that does exist and, and to take time for yourself. I give credit to Google Calendar personally um, mm-hmm. to really monitor my, my time slots and put into play all the different meetings I have in the day and me being in operations. I'm across all different areas of the business. So I've got to switch my mind from tech one one minute to compliance, to marketing, to everything else. But again, that's just, that's something that I love to do. Yeah. I guess you definitely need a certain level of skill sets for that too. I think being in the industry is incredibly valuable. Uni can give you some tools, but being able to learn on the run and on the go is something that's been incredibly important. Yeah, I can imagine that the practical learning, that's how I did dive into the business, just learning and by doing it and just researching using Google. Well, that's the one. <laughs> do you have any rituals or self-care practices that you swear by that have helped you as well? I mean, personally for me, my friend network has, has always been really good to, to clock off and go and have a, have a bit of fun and, and socialize. That helps me sometimes just taking a minute uh, to just listen to some music and, and tune out. It's important to acknowledge that you, you can't be switched on a hundred percent of the time. So I do think that's incredibly important and, being able to keep level-headed is actually more beneficial to your startup than trying to just drive and push through. It can, can actually be damaging. Exactly. Do you have any hobbies that are not related and interests outside of crypto work, work, work? Yeah. Trip? I mean, particularly through COVID, I was lucky enough to, to be close to a beach. So I, I picked up quite a bit of surfing which was really good. That was just wonderful because it allowed me to step away from my phone for a couple of hours and just go out and catch a few waves. So that definitely is, is up there. Nice. And do you have any mentors or books or podcasts that you swear by and that have influenced your journey? Yeah. I mean, look, our advisors in the business and, and mentors and stuff are just incredible, particularly because we do have some that have worked with startups before who understand the journey and, and can relate to. They're, they're really good. In terms of just books and podcasts floating around, I, I find a few here and there, but I generally jump around based on different topics that, that they bring up and things that maybe I could relate to would, is generally effective. What books or, or podcasts? Can you name any? I mean, look, in terms of just general learning. Rich Dad Port, is it Rich Dad? Yes, that's the one. I read that a while ago, so that was a really good book to just kind of improve my general knowledge on understanding on a fundamental level, which was quite effective for me. Do you also have any exciting developments like in the next five, 10 years for crypto spend? Like what are the big dreams that you have for the company? 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. From day one, it's it's been an ambitious vision that you do step by step to to really build out the business. So going to New Zealand, for one, is is definitely one that's coming up. It's taking a form of crypto payment product across to APAC, which is something that we have our sights on. And look, eventually just getting this kind of product into consumers' hands all over the world would be fantastic. And that's something that we're going to strive towards and, and really drive towards and Hopefully that all pays off in, in good time, but we want to do things the right way. So whatever amount of time it takes, we'll push through to it. Global domination. I like it. <laughs> do you guys have a lot of your staff here in Australia so far or are they remote or how does that Yeah, we have, we have on the ground here in Australia, primarily based in Sydney, across all areas of tech, compliance, marketing, customer support. And we also have an international support staff as well who man the 24-7 chat. Andrew and I and, and the rest of the team sleep at night. They're really fantastic as well. Um, we really do our best to extend the company culture across the board globally to, to the entire team. I think that's also a very important thing to note is company culture and just making sure that all, all the employees are well looked after, they come first and making sure that their health is in a good state in order to operate at their maximum capacity. So that's, what's the, like, that's the company culture. What's the mission and the culture like? I think it's it's giving people the ability to be heard, I think is really important and making sure that they know that they're important and they're playing a role in the company. That personally for me has been quite important to just really acknowledge and, and make sure that everyone is enjoying what they're doing, is enjoying waking up and going to work. Uh, or, or clocking on and, and stuff like that. We do believe in making sure that there's a few fun things that, that go on in the company and, and some good memories being made to, to really just improve that quality of life. So it's not just waking up and needing to go to work, it's waking up and wanting to go to work. Yeah, sometimes startups, like I've worked in a startup before, there's a lot of hard work, but there's a lot of play and it's good close-knit culture as well. So. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and in terms of your leadership style, what's your leadership style compared to your co-founder, Andrew's? I think Andrew and I really balance each other out super well. There will be things where he just wants to go A to Z and I'll say, hey, what about all the letters in between? And then there'll be things that I want to go A to Z. He'll go, hang on, no, we've got to do different things there. So I think in terms of our leadership style, number one is being able to compromise and, and to be on the same page, particularly when it comes to things of bigger business decisions or decisions about the team and, and different things like that. But I think our leadership style also extends to hearing people out talking and, and communicating with our team and, and getting their opinions. Our team and their minds are so valuable and their opinions are so valuable and have contributed so much towards the, the initial growth of this business. It's about hearing out their opinions. It's not just what Andrew and I want. It's about really sitting down, having a roundtable discussion around, okay, this is where we're headed. Who wants to weigh in? Why should that happen? It's questioning all these different things and, and finding the best path. Sometimes like I, I found with founders that work together it's usually one that's a visionary and one that's the doer that does make sure the visionary gets everything done or it could be the one person is the creative and the other is the math genius so how does that what's it like with you guys look i'm definitely the talker and and, and andrew is definitely one to knuckle down and, and really get things done as well so sometimes it, it does counter and I'm better suited to, to sit down and, and get things done and execute on each other's visions so I'd say it does balance out. Nice sounds like a great company to be in. <laughs> yeah I, I, I'd hope so. <laughs> awesome so is there any last things that you want to take away or if 
someone wants to find you, how would they find you? How would they find out about crypto spend? Like where would they follow you? Yeah, perfect. So we're on all socials across Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Look out for the blue tick. <laughs> that that is important. We are verified. We also have twenty four seven customer support on our website, cryptospend.com.au, as well as in the app. You can access our support stuff through the app. I'm on LinkedIn personally, which is how you found me, Linda. Just all sorts of different ways to to contact us. But if you're always wanting to find out more, just visit our website or, or visit our support staff, and th- they'd love to help you out. Awesome. Well, that was a lovely chat and I really appreciate your time. And if there's any questions, feel free to reach out to Richard. And yeah, it was lovely to chat to you, Richard. Perfect. Thanks for the time, Linda. I appreciate it. Thank you.